found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. The Ken Miller Show with Trent Cotton here. 1700 KBGG with you for the next two hours as we put a cap on the 2017-2018 football season. Ken Miller uh, joins us today via the phone line. He, well, made it a little ways out of Ankeny and turned right back around. So we go live to the Ankeny studios here. What's happening, Ken? How are you, Trent? Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this for me. I appreciate you uh, uh, on short notice, kind of filling in like this. But yeah, I tried it, and uh, I've got something midway through the afternoon that I was going to have to race out anyways. And I just thought, you know what, in the sake of safety, couple of the fact I'm 60 years old. Uh, you know, let's 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 let common sense prevail. So thank you for sitting in here, and I'll sit with you, and we'll uh, muddle our way through this next couple of hours. I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. Yeah, there's just uh, a little thing called the Super Bowl, and what a game that we got, Ken. Uh, there was different moments of the game, the trick plays that went in at the gadgets. Amazing. But I, I just kept coming back, and, and you're waiting for that time where the Patriots were, were going to get the stop. They were going to get the play. They were going to make the play that seemingly happens each and every time. And it never came. And, and they got the ball back, but right away that Philly defense finally gets to Brady. They forced the fumble. Mm-hmm. I, I was waiting and waiting for them just to, to figure it out. But it never came for the Patriots. And, and that's my big takeaway. Boy, Brady plays a game like that. You put 33 on the board. Right. New England's going to win this thing. Well, here we are, 41-33. Yeah, it was crazy, Trent. I mean, the three touchdown passes, 500 yards. Um, I think Mike Florio tweeted out something. He hasn't thrown a pick. They haven't punted. They've, he's thrown for three touchdowns, and they, were, they hadn't led at any point in the football game. Now, subsequently, they would, they would take a brief lead, as you recall, but the numbers that Brady put up and the Patriots put up, yet they came, they were the runner-ups. I mean, Amendola, Hogan, Gronkowski all went over a hundo as far as receiving yards. It was... Trent, uh, listen, honest to God, I hope you do this for a long time. I think 15, 20 years from now, you'll be talking about, remember back in Super Bowl 52, um, you know, the, the phenomenal finish that we saw, and it had everything that you want, right? It had back and forth, it had scoring. And if, if this one doesn't resonate as a sports fan, then you've, 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 I suggest you find something else because, Trent, I thought it was a phenomenal football game. It had some big hits. It had some questionable, uh, not questionable calls, but calls that made you wonder, oh, my God, is this, you know, for instance, the, Cle- the, the Clement touchdown, mm-hmm. um, where he was bobbling the ball a little bit. You thought, boy, that's coming back. The Zach Ertz play, trying to decipher and muddle your way through that one. So it, it forced you to be, you know, be an official at one point. And we have no idea what catch, no catch is. Um, no, it was great. I, I can't tell you how much that the Super Bowl 52 to me, I know the latest is always the greatest, and it's, it's true, um, but, but this one's going to be talked about for a long, long time. When you, whenever, you know, like I say, 20 years from now, when whoever you're working with, you come up with the best Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52 is going to find a place on it, and I kind of think it's going to be towards the top. It was great. It is. It is very, very good. And, uh, well, Ken, I'm going to leave the floor to you because uh, i got to flip the stream in the back, all right? So 
open-ended here for the next 90 seconds as I run back quick. Does that work? Yeah, no, absolutely. Take it away. i got lots to talk about in the game. And, you know, it was um, the, the, the play everybody's going to remember, obviously, is, is Doug Peterson's gutsy call on fourth down when they, the direct snap, uh, they, they just snapped the ball uh, to Clement, who turned around and pitched it to, uh, to Trey Burton. The running play wasn't going to work. I mean, that's what the Patriots thought that they were thought that that's what they were going to have to stop. And you know, I thought that uh, the Doug Peterson started chasing points too early in the football game when they went for it for two. But the fact that the 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 guts that they show, knowing that if you're going to beat the champ, you're going to have to knock the champ out, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, as far as putting points up there at the end of the first half, they still gave Brady an opportunity with what thirty seconds, something like that, for the Patriots to, you know, to try and put some points up on the board. And the champions that they are, they did their utmost to try and move into field goal range, but they came up short there. But Nick Foles wide open in the end zone. Trey Burton, who I guess played quarterback at some point in his high school career, lost the pass uh, to Nick Foles, who's all by himself. I mean, what a remarkable story uh, that Nick Foles uh, is. And, you know, I don't want to fast forward into the off season, but I'll just throw this out there at this point. I mean, what, what are the Eagles going to do when Carson Wentz comes back? Nick Foles' value will never be higher than it is right now. You're drafting 32nd uh, in this upcoming draft. Uh, how can you keep both of these guys? I mean, really, how can you keep Nick Foles, who proved on the biggest stage that he was absolutely up to the task. Mm-hmm. Jury had one pick, but that was a fluke as it bounces off Alshon Jeffrey's hands. Um, and that shouldn't, I mean, it will be held against him, but uh, I think it was, uh, who was it, Harmon that, that, uh, that actually came up with the pick. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Close at the half. I thought the halftime show was decent, and I want to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, going back to the beginning of the game, the, the anthem, it was it was one for the ages, in my opinion. Super Bowl 52 is going to be um, very high on people's list is how I see it, Trent. No, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, so many great moments in the game, the, the, the close plays, the almost, and including the final play. And we've, we've seen this a couple of times. And, you know, I was happy. There's so many times where you see a Hail Mary and there's a guy that gets just drugged down, you know, the top receiver, and they're not going to throw the flag in that situation. There was contact, but it was a clean play. For a Hail Mary, it was a clean play. Go up, make a play, and finish it off there. And it was close. It it bounced off of Gronk's helmet. And and just to uh, to have that moment with the ball in the air, and I I personally, I was hoping that they were going to grab it. I wanted to see them at least have to go for two and to have that kind of, you know, just, just waiting for a oh, two-point conversion. <laughs> oh, not me. I figured. I, I figured you were knock that thing down, right? Yeah, and, you know, and, and Gronk, as you mentioned, Gronk was in, in, in position to make a play. Uh, you know, the first half, the first 30 minutes, what did he have? One catch, he finished with yes. nine and over 100 and, 100 and something yards, 115 yards, whatever it was. Um, just just amazing, that touchdown pass that he that he caught. Trent, I, I, I don't want to – I mean, I'm sure we probably – this one's not going to age well, uh, knowing just how good Tom Brady is, and I don't think Belichick can go out on a losing note. I, I do think that he would have had a decision to make had they won yesterday. And I know that Kraft – I don't know if you saw the pregame show. They're going to sit down with Brady and Belichick, and Kraft are going to sit down and kind of make a plan for the future or just see if everybody's on the same page. But last night kind of felt like an ending to me. It really did. It felt like an ending. Um, 
And these Patriots, as tough as they are in the championship pedigree that they show year after year, which with a bunch of guys who, in a lot of cases, are picked up off the street, that are down to their last chance, that come in and just excel uh, in, in under Bill Belichick, it feels like we've reached the end out of what will be just a remarkable run by the Patriots. But look, um, Brady's coming back by all by all accounts. Father Time hasn't been able to catch up with him yet, and, and maybe this is wishful thinking because I think we've seen enough of the Patriots, but it kind of feels like we've reached an end, Trent. You almost sound how hopeful more than anything. Yeah, maybe I do. Yeah, maybe. Yes. I, I don't see it that way. I mean, it's plug and play, and it, the game in and game out, year in and year out, they're going to be there. And if Belichick sticks around for another five years, they're going to be there. And even if Brady gives them another year or two, I'm still a believer that that the what he has built, how he knows this game, how he knows to identify talent and and to push the right buttons, that they're not going away, that they're going to be there. And maybe it will be a diminished role, but I don't know. When I think the the Patriots dynasty, you know, it's it's coming to an end, still going to be good, still a well-run organization. And I just, I, I struggle to see them taking a big step back because you look at the ineptitude of the other side. Your, your team yeah. is a well-run organization throughout time, and the Broncos... Well, they still can't find a quarterback. No, you're right. It's it's tough to get back, and if you got a if you've got a quarterback, uh, you're you're halfway there. Um, you know, you know the one the one um, head scratcher maybe. And there were a couple of them. There were a couple of them. The, the kicking games. I mean, Goskowski. Oh. Yes. Um, just I mean, oof, where did that come from? But the 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 one question: Malcolm Brown Trent played 98 percent of the defensive snaps in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Ninety-eight percent, and he was told prior to the game, I guess just prior to the game, uh, that he's going to be special teams and and he's in he's benched uh, essentially. I don't understand that, especially when you're seeing Philadelphia um, do as much damage as they did through the air. Malcolm Butler, who will ever forever be remembered and uh, for the play he made in Super Bowl Forty Nine at the goal line, was was not a part of that last night. That was the head-scratcher to me, and I have to think that there's something more. But Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, they both said the same thing. They said the company line. Uh, Malcolm Butler was asked after the game. He, he, he basically said, you know, they, they, they gave up on him. But we're not see- there has to be more there. Why would, you, why would you bench your starting cornerback at this point in the season? I don't understand that. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, just on the surface level, what we're getting that this was, what did Belichick say last night that it, it was just football a, decision? Football decision. There you go. That no, it's not. It's not. I mean, we're we're just two guys that watch football, but we know better than that. There there has to be something deeper that was happening here, and all it does is it opens you up to speculation. The thing is, it'll be a talking point, I'm sure, throughout the year, but. It'll just be that. Belichick, these are things that he does not rely on. He, he will, I don't think the true reason will ever come out from inside the walls. There will be speculation. There will be unnamed sources that we'll hear. But we'll never find out exactly what Bill Belichick, his decision was, what led to this. It'll just be a lot of speculation. But it, it's silly to think that Malcolm Butler couldn't have made a difference in this game, too. Right. Right? The Eagles did whatever they wanted, and the stop never came. The turnover never came. Nick Foles never became all the Nick oh. Foles that, that I anticipated we were going to see. It never happened. Malcolm Butler, pretty good cornerback. Is he locked down a side of the field kind of guy? No. 
but he's solid. I mean, out of... He's the six, best they have, I think. Well, Stephon Gilmore was really good. When they put him yep. on Elshon Jeffrey in yep. the second half, I mean, Jeffrey had the first half for the ages, right? And, and didn't do a thing mm-hmm. in the second half for the most part. So maybe, uh, you know, i got to tap the brakes a little bit there on identifying Butler as their best corner. Gilmore was, was off the charts yesterday. But, yeah, that, that's a head-scratching move to me. That's, that's one that... You know, he's going to have to answer that question for a long time, and, and he's not real good at answering questions in the best of times. No, he's, he is that. I wanted to look up here, uh, Malcolm Butler, where he finishes pro football focuses numbers on the year. And uh, as I click on it here, see, because I, I look at him top half, right? Probably say there's 64 starters. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's, he's average, according to pro football focus, the number 51 cornerback. They have him graded at 79. Now, that also accounts for uh, nickelbacks are also a part of that nickel cornerbacks. But he's fine. You know, he's, he's all right. You need a guy like that against the way the weapons that the Eagles are throwing out there. And, and then we get into the speculation there. And that's going to be a huge conversation. Huge talker. You know, the quarterback play in general, Ken, is right. going to be a big. But this is a huge offseason for quarterbacks and movements. Solid teams that need help at that position, the Vikings spot, but you go right at the Eagles, and it's Carson Wentz, and he's ahead of schedule. I know there was a lot of talk yesterday from some things I was walking. They think he's ahead of schedule. Still, he's coming off ACL, and pretty, and not just, I don't think there any of them are simple, but it sounded like pretty bad damage to that knee. Are you just going to roll it out there? Oh, Wentz will be fine, and, and we'll get a career journeyman to be his backup and trade away Foles. I think it's a more difficult spot than some people might think it is. No, you're right, but Foles', Foles value will never be higher than it is right now, mm-hmm. never, because it, as, as uh, Doug Peterson even said this morning, you know, once Carson Wentz is ready, he's, it, it's his job again. He is the leader of this team. Uh, it's great to have a backup, as you've seen. If you can afford to have two backups on your roster, uh, it's a luxury a lot of teams can't, quite frankly. But Trent, it was, you know, he never was sacked in that football game last night. That offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles was so stout. And even the running backs, whether it be Blunt, uh, whether it be Clement, they, when they were, or Ajayi, um, when they were forced to block, they picked up their blitzes to the letter. Uh, it was just a great, great game plan uh, by that offensive line coaches. They never were able to lay a hand on Nick Foles. Now, conversely, it was likewise. I mean, until late in that football game, the Eagles never got to Tom Brady for the most part. They made him uncomfortable a couple of times, and but he always got the ball off until Brandon Graham caused that fumble late in the, late in the football game. But um, I thought the Eagles' offensive line is one of the unsung heroes, if you will, in this football game. Tom Brady missed a few throws out there. That he did. Yeah. Another thing that I had on my list that I wanted to get to here at the top. Tom Brady didn't look like the Tom Brady that we're accustomed to. Now, there were stretches where he was really good coming out of the locker room. Uh, that, that drive that you mentioned earlier, Ken, where they just, it was Gronk, and it was yeah. Gronk, and it was Gronk, and he was right on. But I, I believe it was the first throw of that drive where it was just a little bit off. And maybe Gronk ran the route a little bit off, but the, there were a few of those throughout the time where he wasn't precise. He was no. good. He was solid. He racked up a ton of yards, as we know. But he wasn't the perfect Tom Brady. No, and, and Trent, there was a couple, and one in particular, and I, and I wish I would have written it down. I, I thought the ball must have been tipped at the line of scrimmage because it came out like a like a, du- a wounded duck. Mm. You know, it was kind of it was anything but a you know a tight spiral, which you're accustomed to seeing from him, and it landed harmlessly, uh, luckily for them. But 
you know, and I, I don't think because we didn't hear anything about leading up that you know the ten stitches, the twelve stitches that he had removed uh, in his hand. So I, I don't want to you know put the blame there. However, this was there as you mentioned. I'm glad you did. There were some un, uh, some throws last night that were very unbrady like which makes you wonder what was going on there. Um, look, he's still Tom Brady. He was still phenomenal in the football game. He very he, he would have been the most valuable player had the Patriots won again. Uh, he would have been the MVP. Gronk was good, but Brady was better. I mean, 500 and something yards for crying out loud. But, uh, yeah, I know what you saw. I, I saw what you saw, Trent. There were some times that you're wondering, um, you know, what's going on there. It's uh, going to be a fun off season. What other big takeaway from this weekend? And it, it deals with, uh, well, uh, my addiction to gambling. But yep. Kirk Cousins, as uh, we've talked about a lot, how, how about the Vikings? You know, how, how about mm-hmm. how about that spot? I saw, I think it was maybe Thursday, uh, offshore, they had a prop up. Who does he sign with? And the Vikings were like the seventh listed team. They're at 14 to 1. And as I'm going through and making my prop bets yesterday, I see that it it bounced down. And all of a sudden, because there was a lot of talk this weekend from Mike Florio, I heard him talking about it and a lot of other guys on the national scene. All of a sudden, it's down to the Vikings are the favorite, and it's now 3 to 1. Yeah, how, how quickly uh, a weekend can change in perception. Well, and I think that has a lot to do with our buddy Paul Allen, mm-hmm. uh, who spent a lot of time this week with Florio. I think it was, well, it was my son. I, I don't know where he found it, but apparently, because when we had Paul on, you know, we, we talked about the, yeah, we talked about Cousins, we talked about sure he would fit there, but mm-hmm. then we went down the roster, remember? And if you're, you know, if you're going to sign Cousins, you're not going to be able to sign A, B, and C. And they've got a lot of those guys, a lot of those young guys playing on uh, on first contracts that within the next year or two, I mean that that check is going to come due. And if you if you sign Cousins, unfortunately, some of those guys aren't going to be able to, you know, to to make the cut, and they're going to be wearing a different jersey. So I think a lot of it had to do with the quote that Paul Allen must have said after he was with us, with us uh, at some point on Friday, and then Florio must have picked up on it. Because there was a lot of chatter that, um, that uh, I mean, the, the buzz that Cousins and the Vikings are, are going to get together was certainly out there. The other thing, Trent, I thought the Hall of Fame, um, yes. I had no idea until I, tweet, I, I, I retweeted this um, at some point, how they're notified that they have been voted into the Hall of Fame, the knock on the door, right? These guys are all sequestered, the players are all sequestered in, in their own hotel rooms, and somebody from the Hall of Fame, great dude, I don't know his name, uh, comes and knocks on the door and congratulates them. And the emotion, the outpouring of emotion, you know, when, whether it be Jerry Kramer or whether it be Brian Urlacher or Randy Moss, these guys that, you know, the, the pinnacle of their position and at the time that they played the game, just how meaningful it is to them. But I had no idea until this weekend how that notification comes that they actually knock on your door and uh, give you the word firsthand. I uh, clicked on the one with Randy Boss because I saw it was good, but then it was like two minutes, and I don't know. I, something happened. I think Ella maybe started screaming or something. I don't know what it was. So I never got around to actually seeing it. I got that on the to-do list uh, later today. I, I want to see that one because I heard that the Randy Moss one was really good. And uh, we were pretty good on our predictions, right? Neither of us had Erlacher, though. Is that correct? Yeah, I didn't. I, I think you probably were a little closer than me. I had Dawkins. Um, you didn't. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. You, yep, that's, that's where we differed. I, had, uh, I thought Joe Jacoby was going to get in. Mm-hmm. 
and I and I thought John Lynch this this was going to be his year, but you know they took a safety. Uh, we just I just had the wrong safety. Uh, Dawkins, look, he's a great player. He deserves to be in. What a weekend! His Eagles, and I know he ended as a Bronco, but he'll be a Philadelphia Eagle in most people's mind, uh, and rightly so. Uh, he gets he gets the call. Um, Terrell Owens snubs everybody. <laughs> doesn't show up in Minneapolis. <laughs> does it on, on Saturday nor Sunday when they were honored on the field prior to the game. Um, yeah, I have to assume he's going to Canton, but. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll we'll see yeah. once the once we get into the uh, early months of August. But I thought the Hall of Fame got it right. I mean, what a class of Hall of Famers going in this year! Just a, an amazing, amazing group of guys. And, and I have no problem with either of the five. Joe Jacoby's the one to me that you know. He's it, and it's probably you know the further you get away from this thing, he'll unfortunately probably have to take the same path as a guy like Jerry Kramer, who people that. Watched the game back when he played as intently, you know, the older group out there, and you know, sixty uh, upper sixty seven year olds that remember his career that were are steadfast as Jerry Kramer should have been in there, and then let's write this wrong. I think that probably this is what it's going to take for Joe Jacoby to get in because, you know, he was as dominant a player. He's the left tackle for crying out loud on the Hogs. Um, that that uh, tells me all I need to know. He was a great player. He was. Uh, I got a couple of things. Let's take a break here. We'll come back on the other side. Ken, from his home studio there in Ankeny, be here in studio today. Weather's terrible out there. I know a lot of people on your lunch break right now. Take it easy. You know what? If you're streaming us at the desk, that might be a, a day for lunch at the desk because it is bad out there right now. we got a busy show. Dylan Mons will join us. We'll talk some cyclones with him. we got Scott Dockerman on the Hawkeyes. That'll come up in the 1 o'clock hour. Andy Garman was there for KCCI. He'll join us as well. We're here until 2 o'clock. We'll take a quick timeout. Back with more on the other side. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams Family sent you. As a small business owner, you're always on the go. So how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call? Grasshopper. That's right. With Grasshopper, you get all of the features of a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use directly on your cell phone. You get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional. Customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to your team. And you can work from anywhere using Wi-Fi calling or our desktop app. And with our mobile app, your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number. Voicemails are transcribed and sent to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance. So whether you're on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone, Grasshopper makes it happen. Set up your account in just minutes. There are no long-term contracts and support is 24-7. Get your calls, stay connected, thrive. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio. 
grasshopper.com slash radio. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, or online, washersystems.com. You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio, we never really stop with sports. So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art Peace Poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her, and best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her, or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back once again. Trent Cotton and Ken Miller back with you here, noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Right now, uh, back out to Ken as he comes to us in Ankeny today. We got Dylan Montz coming up in a little bit, and we will have Scott Docterman on the Hawkeyes as well in the 1 o'clock hour. But Ken, 
Right now, uh, well, a few more thoughts on the Super Bowl, including uh, I got a couple of numbers for you, all right? Fire away. A couple of numbers from Pro Football Focus because we're kind of ripping the decision. Malcolm Butler, why doesn't he play? What are you doing? You mentioned Stephon Gilmore was good, and at least according to the Pro Football Focus numbers, he was. uh, The second overall best grade on the Patriots, 87.5 behind only Trey Flowers, who was really good. You got Gronk in third, and the fourth player on the list, Eric Rowe, who really? replaced who replaced yeah. Malcolm Butler. Maybe that Bell Belichick does know a little something, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, obviously the numbers bear that out from yesterday. And I, I like pro football focus. I know that, um, I mean, I think it's really gained uh, a lot of uh, steam, if you will, uh, in, in the last couple of years. Didn't, that, didn't Collinsworth associate himself with that website? I want to say that he did. Well, regard, what, whatever. I, I think that uh, it's, it's clearly legitimate, and I do like what they do. But, I mean, Trent Butler played 98% of the snaps during the regular season and gets told. I mean, Rowe didn't know he was starting. He was told right before the game that he was a player, that he was in. Uh, and the butler was going to be out by some of the reports that I saw, so that was uh, that was a little weird. Uh, you know, you mentioned the guest list, and yeah, uh, Dylan coming up in about uh, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and then Doc after that, and Andy Garman's going to be here as well. Look, I, I I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you can help. Were they the only local TV station in the Twin Cities last night? Des Moines, I'm talking about. Do you know? I didn't see anything locally after the game. Uh, we DVR'd This Is Us. That is, that is the one show that my wife and I actually do watch together. So okay. uh, that's on the DVR for tonight. That's on the uh, plan for this evening. So I didn't stick around for that. I didn't flip over. and I, I was on ESPN, so I didn't see how big of a deal. I mean, A, with credentials. And, and, you know, there's thousands of credentials that are given out. Is it? If you have a connection to them, you would think so. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, at, I, um, I was on the same flight with Scott Reister for Super Bowl 50. He went to, he was in San Francisco. We flew in, on the, we flew in and uh, back to Des Moines on the same flight. So I knew he was there for that. But they had the broadcast that year. I mean, this oh, yeah, was yeah. an NBC production yesterday, and CBS Des Moines um, is fortunate, I guess, is the right way to put it, enough to, be, uh, to get two credentials for the game last night. So, so hats off to them. Look, it's never going to get any closer. It's clearly a story. It's not like they were missing anything by, by staying home. But, and, and, and like you, Trent, I, um, I, I didn't watch any, um, any local after the game last night. I watched the end of the, um, the NBC national stuff before I mistakenly switched over um, to ESPN and Chris Berman was, you know, trying to come up with nicknames for some of the guys who were joining him on the set. He was failing miserably. Uh, um, you know, I just don't, why, why cherry pick it, right? It's just like he, he sat up most, I think he was back for the championship weekend, him and Tom Jackson yep. last week, which is great. Um, but then, you know, he turned on the, the coverage right after the game, and there's Berman elbowing his way in and, you know, sitting in the, uh, in the one chair. Um, but I don't know the answer. I mean, hats off to KCCI for uh, for sending the boys up there. Didn't I'm, didn't break the budget? I don't think by any means. But uh, I'm just curious to know if you knew that whether five or thirteen also made the trek north. Yeah, stayed stayed away from the local coverage afterwards. Personally, uh, Berman anymore in these doses, and much like the hate with uh, with Madden was out there towards the end of his career. 
when they come back, I get excited about it. Berman's mm-hmm. shtick had run its course. But when I had heard he was going to do the uh, the games after the NFC and AFC championship game and do primetime afterwards, I was pumped for it. I, I was yeah. excited for it. Last night, small doses I can still handle it. But, no, I, d- I do know what you're saying. You know, it reaches that level. Why, why are you coming back in for this? Are you a little bit out there? And uh, I, get, I get where you're coming from, but I don't have the, the same hate, I guess, if you will, of, of, uh, of Berman. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. I don't want to hear him in the baseball playoffs, though. That annoys me. Anything more than football, that's what annoys me with Berman. Yeah, I'm with you. So let me ask you this. Guts to your call. Sean Payton, onside kick to start the second half against the Colts in what would that have been, 2009? Mm-hmm. Or yesterday, the fourth down, um, what are they calling it? The, the, there's a name that they've, they've anointed this play. The touchdown pass to Nick Foles on fourth and one, where you snap the direct snap to the running back who turns around and uh, gives it uh, to a tight end who finds the quarterback wide open in the end zone. Gutsier call, Trent. I'm still going with Sean Payton in the onside kick to kick off the uh, the second half of that uh, of that Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think so, too, because you still had momentum there. If you miss on that, the Patriots are backed up at the one, and, right. and the half is over there. That onside kick, the way that it happened, the, the way that it just completely changed the path of that game. No, I, I think it's that one, and if you don't get it, you're giving a short field then to, right. to Peyton Manning and, and giving him with that offense and what they were doing. It was what? I, it was a, like a 10-6 game, something like that. And you're down. The Saints at the beginning of that one. You're down 17-6. Yeah, it's so over that, at that point. Yeah, it, it feels that way. This one, you miss it. You're still not feeling that way. So I, I'm with you on that same side. It's got to be the Saints on that one. But it was great. And I love the play call. And we've seen, you know, these... He was terrific, Trent. Doug Peterson was phenomenal. He was coaching high school football, what, eight years ago? Ten, but still. Eight or ten, whatever it was. Yeah. And then goes to the Chiefs and and, and does well enough. They had a couple of guys. Tom Coughlin, remember when Coughlin was... They they gave the job to McAdoo, but McAdoo, uh, he, he interviewed with the Eagles. Tom Coughlin was linked to the Eagles, and and both of them decided to go in different directions, and it was almost like, now I'll give the job to this guy. Mm, yes. you know, yeah, we, yeah. We're not going to have a very good team next year right. anyways type of thing. And Jeffrey Lurie uh, decides to, to go with Doug Peterson, and what a brilliant move. He never flinched, Trent. He never flinched. Yep. He didn't get conservative at any point. The, if I if I had to pick one nitpick, and it, I mean, this, this guy just won a Super Bowl and, and called that remarkable play. Two-minute warning, um, second down, 2.03 left on the clock. Remember, Belichick had just used his last timeout. Mm-hmm. You throw the football there. Yes. I mean, yep. second yep. down, you're, you're, the, play's gonna st- uh, the clock's going to stop regardless. I thought on second down he should have thrown the football, but uh, I'm assuming everybody thought they were going to throw it. So maybe, you know, the back of his mind, he's thinking, everybody thinks I'm going to throw it, I'm going to run it here. Um, but it, it's tough. It's it's tough to criticize anything he did, and that fourth down gutsy call. Nick Foles throwing touchdowns, catching touchdowns, remarkable. Just a remarkable, remarkable football game. And uh, one to be remembered for a long time. The Pats go down, which is always a good thing. All right, last thing on my on my notes here, and later in the show uh, we'll bring you back on, Ken. We'll we'll get into the commercials a little bit with you. Yeah, and, I, I want to do that because I I got some opinions. But but the last thing on my list that we haven't touched on yet. This was uh, became a, a pretty big debate in uh, in the house last night. All time tight ends. Where do you put mm. Gronk? And, and then mm. it also came a, became a conversation. Who's the best tight end of all time? You know, Tony Gonzalez, in terms of numbers, is right. clear cut 
number one. You, but you could cover him. Yeah. I, you could cover him. You, you can't cover 87. Gronk is Gronk's uncoverable, Trent. I mean, when, in my from for my money, he is the the single best tight end that's, that's ever played the game, uh, and to, and this is this is, I mean, I'm, I'm knocking down Tony Gonzalez. Shannon Sharp was a remarkable, remarkable tight end, uh, and and he'll always have a place near the top of my list just because of the uniform that he wore, right? Right. But um, but but Rob Gronkowski to me, and and that touchdown. And when he gets the ball in his hands, how do you get the guy on the ground by yourself? It's it's um it, it's amazing to watch him play, and I, the, the armor that he's got on his elbows. Yep. Um, to, to me, it, it's Rob Gronkowski. I'm anxious to hear what you say. Well, and that that was the side that I was on, and you know we were trying to think of some old time guys, and it's just it's so difficult to say. It's impossible. Uh, Jackie Smith, yeah, who was really good back in right. In, Watching NFL films of him, you know, and things like that. That was a name that jumped out. Ozzie Newsom was the first great tight end that, of yep. my era. But Ozzie Newsom, I mean, in terms of athleticism and size and speed, he was a big guy. But Rob Gronkowski's a different level. And yeah. there's not a guy that you can put on him one-on-one. Mm-mm. A linebacker's not fast enough. A safety's not big enough. There isn't anybody that you can put in. in today's football where guys are super built, you got you know these guys that run like gazelles and and they're built, but you can't cover him. He to me is number one on the list. And like you mentioned, there was a Broncos fan there. Of course, he brought up Shannon Sharp, and I told him to get out of here with the Shannon Sharp garbage. And, right. And somebody brought up Mike Dicka. I'm like, well, Mike Dicka. I mean, talk about eras that you can't compete. You can't. Right. It's completely, completely different. Gronk to me, it is a huge gap. There was one though that made me pause, and maybe you can help me out on this. Kellen Winslow. He's so he, good. I mean, the the game against the Dolphins. Yeah, and the when NFL. they carried him off the field. Yes. Oh, just a remarkable football. Yeah, Kellen Winslow, Trent, was um, he was before his time is what he was. Uh-huh. He, he still, I mean, it's still Gronkowski, but I'm, I'm glad you brought up the former Charger, Kellen Winslow. He absolutely deserves to be. Um, if you're if you're too young, I'm sure that there's YouTube clips of mm-hmm. uh, of Kellen Winslow out there. But yes, he I mean, he's Hall of Famer. He deserves to be in that conversation. But everybody's battling for second. Trent, I mean, if you want to bring up Winslow, you can you can put him in that conversation with Tony Gonzalez. Uh, but but they're all behind Rob Gronkowski for me. He's 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 a cartoon caricature. Is what he is. <laughs> yes. He really is. It's amazing what he does, and it's, it's look. Hats off to Jim Schwartz for whatever they were doing in the first half to, for the most part, take him out of that game. He had one catch, but look at the numbers when they made their adjustments in the second half. I mean, the second half started with the Gronkowski down the field drive, right? Yep. yep. Um, and you thought, oh my God, here we go. All of a sudden, this guy's they 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 poked the giant. Uh, he's awake now, and I thought here the Patriots are just going to roll at this point. But I was glad to be proven wrong. You know, and, and the other thing, New England has really the last few seasons now worked so hard just to, to keep him healthy by the end of the year. Guys going low at his knees, guys going high. You mentioned the big arm bar that he's got up there, the big pad on his elbow. They have to do a lot. If if football was different and he could just be him and he didn't have to worry about the injuries in the same path, think of the numbers that he'd put up because mm-hmm. – it feels like that drive in the third quarter, they're almost waiting to unleash it. Like, all right, now this is the time that we can do it. We kept him safe for the first half. All right, here we go. Because it feels like he could do that all the time. I mean, he could catch 
a healthy Rob Gronkowski, and they target him as much as they want to target him, he could catch 150 balls a year. I, I don't think it's hyperbolic to think that he could do that. No. Well, especially with that quarterback, right? right I mean, yeah. no, I, I'm with you. You know, another part of the game, too, the wide-open receivers in that game, and they were mostly Patriots. It was mostly, you know, it was Amendola that would find himself all, uh, all alone, or, or Chris Hogan was all alone a couple of times. And sure, they're running great routes, etc. especially Hogan on the touchdown pass when Brady looked the other way and looked the safeties off and then just, boom, found his guy and, uh, got it to Hogan, but there were more wide open receivers in that mm-hmm. football game yesterday than than I can recall. Anyways, last thing uh, from numbers, as I told you, I looked up the uh, Pro Football Focus numbers. Eric Rowe did have a good game in replace of Butler. Tom Brady, we talked about it, and I think this maybe leads credence to him just being a little bit off. Brady had an adjusted completion percentage of sixty seven point four percent, his third lowest of the season. Mm. So, and threw for 500 yards. Threw for 500 yards. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, Tom no, Brady. But he dropped that pass, Trent. I mean, <laughs> yes, what a yes. great call that was, too. Josh McDaniels, that was a terrific play call. Amendola couldn't have thrown it any better. I thought. I thought that uh, you know Brady's got to make that catch. His, his counterpart Nick Foles would later on, and that was a huge, huge play in this football game. Ken Miller coming from the mobile studios in Ankeny today. We'll let him go for a little bit. He'll jump back on when we get Andy Garman on the show. And uh, we'll talk commercials a little bit later. But going to talk with Dylan Monts and Scott Dockerman on the Cyclones and Hawks. Hey, look look at you. You get a little early lunch today, about 12 minutes early today. Yeah, and I don't have to swallow it down in <laughs> rapid-fire fashion during the right. break that we normally do. Uh, look forward to it, Trent. I'll, I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, there's Ken Miller checking in. He uh, battled the roads for a little bit but then decided, you know, staying home, probably the right move there for Ken. I probably should have done the same. Instead, I'm here with you, and that's okay. We're talking sports here until 2 o'clock this afternoon, 4 until 6 o'clock as well with Jimmy B and TC. Next, we're getting into the Cyclones with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. That's next on the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon, 1700 KBGG. First Light with Evan Henning, every weekday from 8 to 9 a.m. on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. Know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is looking for people who can give an adoptable pet a break from the shelter for one week, one month, or more. Fostering a pet through our shelter getaway programs for cats, dogs, and even horses allows you to help homeless pets without the lifetime commitment. So whether you are longing for pet companionship but can't commit long-term or you are able to make room for one more on a short-term basis, we need you. Visit ARL iowa.org to learn more. When you join the Fuel Rewards program at Shell and get instant gold status, you'll save on every fill every day. But you'll feel like you just won a dance-off competition that saved the world. That's what it feels like to have gold status with the Fuel Rewards program at Shell. With gold status, you'll save five cents with every gallon from the first fill. 
Download the Fuel Rewards app, join, and start saving today. Restrictions apply. Active Gold status required. Introductory offer valid for six months after activation. Limit 20 gallons at participating Shell stations. See fuelrewards.com slash gold for full details. Your home for UNI basketball is right here. 1700 KBGG. It's stolen away. McLeod's got it for UNI. Juwan for Brown. He'll throw it inside to pick. He laid it up and in. Catch every Panther basketball game home and away on 1700 KBGG with a call from Gary Rima and the head coach for the Panthers, Ben Jacobs and joins Jimmy B and TC each Monday at 5.15. Presented by Washer Systems of Iowa. Your home for the Panthers, 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hey, honey, going to the chicken coop to watch the game. Whoa, football season is over. What game? Uh, the basketball, soccer, hockey game, uh, race. Oh, big fan of those sports now, are we? Yeah, yeah, always. You know me. You're really just going for the wings and beer, aren't you? Pretty much. Bye. Yeah, buddy. The chicken coop knows what's up. The games are great, but the real MVPs are the flame-broiled wings and beer at your favorite sports bar. The chicken coop, sports bar and grill. West Des Moines and Urbantale. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Back with you here the day after the Super Bowl. We're going to turn our attention away from football here for just a little bit. We're going to get into some cyclone talk right now. Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune joining us here on the hotline. What's going on with you today, Dylan? Oh, not a lot of trends. I made my way up to Ames and fishtailed only once or twice. I consider that a win. So, yes. Yeah, other than that, it's pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, not not the beautiful time out there. I made the short trek up to the studio today. Ken's got a little bit longer drive, and uh, he got about five minutes, he said, and, and he turned back around. So he's been joining us uh, through the phone the first couple of times. But just you and me here uh, for the next couple of minutes, uh, a look at Iowa State over the weekend, Baylor, First half's going well. You hit 9 and 23 pointers for the game. Felt like a game just looking at the box score that you can win, but second half, things got away in a hurry. And, and Baylor, you know, Baylor's been a disappointment, I think you'd have to say this year, but you have to remember, it's a really talented team. Yeah, they certainly do have talent, and uh, they haven't been able to put it all together for the most part. But uh, I, I would say. After the first half, certainly put itself in a position to win, but then their defensive breakdowns and 
Steve Crone talked today about sometimes in the half-court offense, they tended to try to go a little bit too quick and, and not get enough ball reversals to really get a good look at a shot or a layup. And just breakdowns like that uh, it tended to happen more so in the second half. And when Bill Wigginson last week, I thought it was pretty good at the point uh, against West Virginia. It was good in the first half, obviously, against Baylor. But then I, I think started to rush it a little bit maybe in the second half, and it, it led to some. Uh, missed opportunities offensively, so uh, I think that's just what's going to happen with this team. They're 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 going to be those wild up and ups and downs, and um, Steve Prohm's job obviously is to try to eliminate those and and be a little bit more even keeled. But I think uh, that that's just kind of what this team is right now. Steve Prohm uh, got a technical foul during that fifteen nothing run early in the second half. Uh, Prohm. What was the message he was trying to send? Because early on, Baylor certainly had the momentum, and and they were getting to the rim. It seemed like at ease. Yeah, I think it was just a. He obviously got a little bit too far outside that extended coach's box, and I think really just trying to up the intensity a little bit and and try to get guys in in better positions, uh, up the energy maybe defensively. Um, I, he didn't really talk about it today, but I think that's probably where he's coming from most, and, and just overexerted himself a little bit into. Uh, the playing court. So Iowa State takes a loss to Baylor over the weekend, another road loss, and I, the difficult nature. Going through the schedule, Dylan, that felt probably the most likely opportunity at a road win the rest of the way. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I would think so. You think about where they have to go. So if they have to go to Morgantown, where West Virginia just annihilated K-State, they have to go to K-State, uh, which is uh, traditionally a tough place to play, and that's a team that obviously painted it to Iowa State here earlier in the season. They have to go, uh, I'm trying to think, they have to go to Lubbock, obviously, this week, uh, too. So, I mean, those are those are traditionally kind of some tougher places to play. Um, Baylor probably was their their best opportunity to go out and get a road win, and, um, you know, that's kind of been the story of the season. They've been able to take care of home at times, uh, play better at home, and then on the road, they just struggle mightily. So, I think it's 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 obviously something that they they've tried to grow in, but just it hasn't been uh, all the pieces have been haven't been put together. And then when you're talking about a short-handed team, uh, that that certainly doesn't help you any. All right, Dylan, let's uh, jump over to a little bit of football before we let you run. And uh, well, it was Alabama, Iowa State, and Central Florida the top three for quarterback Brock Purdy out of Arizona. We're getting closer and closer, just a couple of days away now from signing day. What's the latest that you're hearing on Brock Purdy? Yeah, it sounds like uh, I, I think he told a 24-7 sports Alabama reporter that uh, he eliminated the Crimson Tide. Uh, maybe he eliminated them. Maybe they're moving on. Whatever the case is, uh, they're out of the picture now. So really it sounds like it's going to come down to Iowa State or Texas State now where he just visited this past weekend. And uh, I know Iowa State is really high on this kid. Uh, they, they really want him just to add depth into that room a little bit. He's really talented, uh, you know, a pro-style quarterback, so he kind of um, is maybe more in that mold where he can distribute the ball a little bit. And he, he has the ability to run, but he's going to look to throw first. So uh, I think, uh, you know, to be in a battle like that with Alabama late, with Texas A&M late, uh, for a kid like that, it, it bodes well. So I know, uh, obviously, they're going to want to get him, and it will be interesting to see kind of what trickles out or, or what he says. Uh, in the next couple of days here. Yeah, uh, that's one to certainly keep an eye on, the quarterback spot to go along with Riel Mitchell, who is already on campus. 
Anything else you're keeping an eye on recruiting? It's so different because of that December signing day. Any other big decisions that you're waiting on? And, and you know there's a surprise or two that seems to always crop up. Yeah, not, not that I can think of really from the high school standpoint. They have, it, like you said, kind of locked up already. They have a couple kids that committed from high school uh, just in the last uh, few weeks or, or whatever the case is. But I think the biggest thing that I'm going to be interested to see uh, from a recruiting standpoint is some of the grad transfer mm-hmm. options, whether that's an offensive lineman down the road. Uh, I know uh, there's some safeties that are that are being looked at. A guy, a kid from a graduate transfer from Rice, is a safety just visited recently. So I think it's it's probably those areas that are going to be most interesting because those are kids that obviously are going to be looking to come in and, and play right away and make an impact. So I think, um, and they don't have to sign uh, on Wednesday. They can do a financial agreement at any point, financial aid agreement at any point, but it's, it's going to be a thing that can go as far in the spring ball or maybe even in the summer as some of these kids decide. So I think that's kind of the longer-term thing that I'm going to be looking at. Good stuff. Hey, Dylan, always good catching up with you. Appreciate your time. We'll do it again soon, all right? Yeah, sounds good, Trent. Always good talking to you, too. That's Dylan Montz with the Ames Tribune. Give him a follow on Twitter at Dylan Montz, M-O-N-T-Z. Always great information and a lot of stuff today from up in Ames. And now Dylan's got to turn around and come back here to the Metro. We'll come back on the other side. We'll kick off the 1 o'clock hour from the Cyclones back over to the Hawkeyes. That's coming up next. Stay Tough, tough performance from the Hawks. We'll talk about it with Scott Dockerman next from Land of 10. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Hey, guys. This is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast. 
East 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Bellagio. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466-9625. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf. 